recording, test recording, test recording, test recording, test recording, test recording, test recording. Meow, meow, meow. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. The squirrel f***ed the large brown cow. Simon is doing the goody. <laughs> Avant-garde art. Is this just a microphone test? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Because I was just like thinking, Shh, what if this is the goodie? <laughs> what if this is the goodie and it's actually a baddie? <laughs> well, no, it's too good to delete. We don't need another hero. I, I actually don't know the rest of the song. I was just. Uh... We don't need another wehaw. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Art Cinema for Art Cinema. I'm Nadim. I'm Simon. And this episode... Babes Talk Babes. Babes Talk Babes. In which we talk about the Babe movies. Yeah. If you don't know what the Babe movies are, strap in, Daddy. We're going for a ride. Pigs will, <laughs> pigs will fly, but they'll also talk. Roll credits. Art cinema, fart cinema. Art cinema, fart cinema. <laughs> art cinema. Fart cinema. Art cinema farms. <laughs> Babe! Babe came out in the year about 1995. Babe came out in 1995, which is a very important year. And I'm not going to tell you why. Because <laughs> it actually was a dull as shit year. Was it? Tell yeah. me about 1995. Right, the summer of 1995, that was the summer of Waterworld, Batman Forever, How'd you and. Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I went to the cinema with my dad. absolute corkers. That's the, that's the fucking three summer movies. Batman Forever, Waterworld, Judge Dredd. Went to the cinema with my dad to see all three of them. Braveheart was like later on in Oscar season that mm, same year. Braveheart. So it's a, it's a, it was a weird year. It was a strange year. 1985, baby. So, Babe is a film about a talking pig. Although he's, at, he's just a regular pig to humans. He's not actually a talking pig. He talks to other animals in English, but that's for the film, you know? Yeah. So, Babe is a film about a pig who is won by a farmer to uh, in, a, in a competition. Guess uh, his weight. To guess his weight. And he ends up living on a farm and meeting the kind of the animals that live on the farm, like the cows and, the, I don't know, the horses and... The duck. The duck. And, of course, the dogs. Another uh-huh. farm animal, so and mice. Uh-huh. So he meets a bunch of Babe is a pig, a precocious little pig who naive little pig who meets uh all these farm animals and realizes that he wants to become a sheepdog because mm-hmm. he has a bit of a kinship with the sheepdog mother of the film called Fly. Mm-hmm. And so Babe decides instead of being a, a pig that is merely used to be fattened up and then eaten at Christmas time. Uh, he will make himself kind of useful to the humans by being a, a, a sheepdog or a sheep pig, if you will. And uh, he develops a little bit of a, a fun little relationship with the farmer, Farmer Hoggett. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just a heartwarming tale. Of a pig that became a sheepdog, a prize-winning sheepdog. Now, it's actually based on the Dick King Smith book, which I read as a kid called The Sheep Pig. I thought you were going to say, no, it's actually based on a true story. (laughs) 
Mate, right, see if you Google is babe on Google, it comes up with is babe a true story. (laughs) No! Surprisingly enough, no. Idiots. But the thing that gets me is like, why do you want to pretend that animals can all talk to each other? And I suppose it's it's, it's kind of a fun idea that they they can communicate and whatnot. Yeah, but I don't understand why, why would animals be able to speak to each other but not be able to speak to humans? Because we're all animals, baby. You know, mm-hmm. and I imagine we're probably closer to pigs than pigs are to dogs, right? It, absolutely, yeah. Just this, it's the same. It's the same language barrier. So really. how, yeah, how come, how can <laughs> translate to <laughs> but not to hi? I'm Simon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's fucking yeah. stupid when you think about it. This Abs- film is a fucking no. It's not actually that bad. I, preposterous. So this film actually in 1985. This film was. It's an Australian film by George Miller. Or I think it's Australian-American film. It, the first one wasn't directed by George Miller. It was produced by George Miller. And co-written, yeah. Ah, well, I, I never knew that. Some other dickhead directed it. <laughs> I can't even remember his name. Um, George Miller, the Mad Max man. He's the Mad Max boy. He's the Australian genius. Yeah. Um, so this film was made on a budget of $30 million and ended up making $250 million. So it was this bizarre runaway success. Bravo! 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 And... It was nominated for the best picture. Brilliant, yeah. In 1996. What? You know, when I was talking about Barry Norman in... No, I wasn't, I wasn't ever talking about Barry Norman, was Who's I? Who's Barry Norman? No, I've talked about Barry Norman in the past as a film uh, critic, haven't I? I think in you previous... have. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, but I did actually speak about him in previous I episodes, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, being, being someone who watched Barry Norman review films as a teenager, like, bear in mind, I was 15 or 16 when this film came out, and I was burgeoning into that sort of area of... I, I think I take films quite seriously as an art form. I'm a cinephile. I, wa- I stay up late and watch Barry Norman review films. And then he gave Babe about The Talking Pig a good review. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be that guy mm. who doesn't get how great Babe is <laughs> just because it's about a talking pig. Barry Norman says it's good. So I'm going to go to the cinema and see it by, by myself. <laughs> Uh, did you see it by yourself? No, I didn't actually. No. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great up. end to the story? But no, no, I just, as it happens, uh, I didn't get around to that. I, I watched it at some point. <laughs> at some point later in your life. Yeah, no, no, no. It was good though. Fair enough. I think it's I think it's a good enough movie. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. You know, I, I actually, I'm baffled by, by, as I'm saying, I'm baffled by the runaway success of this film. If it was released today, it wouldn't be that successful at all. Do you not think so? No. Absolutely not. No, and no. Uh, do you not think that if there's someone that liked it as a kid, you would say to yourself, that's quite a sophisticated taste to have for a child because it's, it's pretty dry as a story. Yeah. Well, for, that's for the children, thing. yeah. So, th- so this works well as a book because Dick Kingsmith is the kind of, he's, like for better or worse, he's he's like Roald Dahl. Uh, he's like Roald Dahl's kind of the number two. Like he's he's he. I don't know if you knew Roald Dahl, but Roald Dahl, obviously the acclaimed children's book writer who writes all the kind of whimsical woohoo. Charlie I think I've heard of this chap. Yeah, Mister Dahl. I've so heard of him. Apparently, his final his last words were ah fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as it happens, Roald Dahl's final words were ah fuck because the nurse injected the thing into his arm as he was passing away and he went, oh, fuck, and then passed away. Apparently. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Probably should be spreading it on a podcast. <laughs> so Dick Kingsmith, I think the story, the little miniature story of a pig aspires to be a sheepdog works really well in a book. And I was a huge Dick Kingsmith fan when I was a kid, right? So it works really well. They translate the kind of whimsical nature of the story into this kind of style of the 
of the film. So the film has chapters delineated by mice who sing the chapter title. So there's a bit where <laughs> the mice all go, pigs are definitely stupid. Definitely stupid. They kind of speak over each other and catch yeah. up with each other and I, stuff. I, so it's really clumsy. I think done. it was like maybe three three children that, that were made to sing something and then they, they sped up the voices or something. That's like. actually a really good idea. Right? And then like, the way things are, the way crime things are. and punishment. You know? <laughs> so. Well, you know what? Like I remembered, obviously I remembered the whole thing of this film, the whole time period that came out, the Barry Norman review. <laughs> Stuck firmly in my head, right? Uh, when I watched it recently for this podcast, uh, and it got to the <laughs> the singing mice bit, I was like, "This film is surprisingly high on crack for a film that got reviewed well by Barry Norman." Exactly, right? It's, it's fucking it's mental. Bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. So the the like so this film is is quite it's sophisticated in its kind of effects use, right? So this was obviously pre wholesale CGI that you see nowadays, as I always harp on about. Um, so the pigs talking and the animals talking, all the animals talk, the horse talks, the fucking duck talks, they were all done using a combination of animatronics, CGI mouths, real animals, and puppets. So, and you can kind of tell if you look close enough at how they do it. So you can tell by the pigs, that was my ankle crack. <laughs> I'm an old man. I'm but an old man. Um... You can tell when it's a puppet because the voices, the, the mouths don't move quite in, in conjunction with the uh, speech, but you can tell when it's CGI when the mouths move perfectly. So with the dogs, it's almost always CGI, but with the pig, and you can tell the obscure babe's face with lighting, with, with, dark, with darkness in, in the lighting. So there's a bit where he's speaking to the duck, Ferdinand, in, in a barn, and, or not in a barn, in like a little hutch, and his face is really poorly lit, and it's because it's obviously a puppet and they want to hide it. But... There was a moment at the start of the film where I thought the voices, the mouths weren't moving. That's my uncle again. He's an old man. I'm an old man. The elixir of life. <laughs> the elixir of life. Mm, bottoms up. Drink the elixir. Yes, drink. So, you know. So, what I was going to say was at the very start of this film, when I was watching it at first, I was, first of all, like, are these mouths even moving or am I going insane? Because it seems at first like it's just a bunch of videos of animals that they've dubbed over. And that's what they did. I don't know if you know about the Grumpy Cat movie. Do you know what Grumpy Cat is? No. Oh, wait a minute. Is this like the, the internet meme? It's the internet meme of the cat that looks really grumpy. The grumpy, late cat. The Grumpy died, Cat. Grumpy yeah. Cat died this year. But in the movie, there's a Grumpy Cat film, right? And it made it made like decent money. And, stuff. <laughs> <Can help. laughs> yeah. and in the Grumpy Cat movie, it is Grumpy Cat and it looks grumpy, but his mouth doesn't move. And the voice is supplied by Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> Yes! Brilliant! <laughs> so it's like, it's just a still video of the cat, and then it's like Aubrey Plaza going, Oh wow, let's go to the beach! Yeah, great. My <laughs> it's, like, it's like that kind of thing. Oh, anyway. that, is, that is pretty cool. Yeah, man. I, I um, haven't seen the film, but I watched the advert and I thought, I'm never going to watch that film. But little did I know I'd be recreating a bad film podcast, so maybe we will watch it one day. One day. <laughs> one day! Yeah, this film, I remember being like, a really young kid and if I'd watched this film as a child rather than as a 15 year old aspiring film critic 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have just been like constantly, oh, mom, that pig's so cute. Can we get a pet pig? Can we get a pet pig? I didn't realise pigs were right. so cute until now, mom. So this, the runaway success of this film, right? I actually looked this up. The runaway success of this film resulted in US, the, like br- American pork sales to, <laughs> to drop by 20%. Pigs are so cute, mom. I want a because pet pig. People loved babe so much that they didn't want to eat pork anymore. <laughs> What did I have for my dinner? Simon had a bacon roll. Yum. After and a pink donut that resembled a pig's asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so uh, they used they used real pigs in this film, right? And they used real pigs to be babe, but because piglets grow up so fast, they had to use forty eight (laughs) pigs. The pig kept on growing up. <laughs> and you can't have them all on standby at the same time because they'll all age. They all age. So, so, so they, they have to just find a, a revolving door of pigs. Where's the next one? Who's going to get the next one? George Miller's got a cigarette hanging in his mouth like, where's the fucking pig? <laughs> There's like runners that are the, the guys that are employed to get like coffee and stuff are like, I'm going to get the next one. Oh, you know, try, this, is, this is my way to climb the ladder. And Bring me the fucking pig now. I, w- I supplied the 36th pig on Babe, so that's what got me my fucking wings 48 <laughs> pigs and there was also apparently there was 56 trainers on site as they filmed this film and there was over a thousand animals used in this movie a thousand yeah what the hell man we interrupt this podcast to bring you art cinema fart cinema's very own dating drone dating drone I work in a library. My name is Nigel, and I'll have plenty of respect for you if it goes both ways. Do you understand me? Do you understand me clear? It's all about the respect. The respect is the most important. I hope you hear me clear and loudly. Do you understand me, young woman? Now hit me up in the DMs, and I'll give you a wild, wild ride. <laughs> Uh, my name's Connor. Uh, I do feel it's important to have a companion in your life, someone you can had had Hans we take walks in the fresh air, feed the ducks. I I don't think there's anything about me that needs any warning whatsoever. I'm a very kind, uh, you know, just a just a fair guy who likes it. I just like it. The only thing uh, that I will say is I do hear a dead person sewing up inside my body. It's a miniature version of me, actually. I, I keep it right close to my heart, and this dead version of myself, it speaks to my heart, and then my heart keeps me alive. And that's the only thing about me that might seem a bit strange. People find it quite hard to understand this, but uh, with time, this is what this is what getting to know a person's about. You get to know. Hi, I'm a very quiet person. It's not very often that I do this online dating malarkey. <laughs> I hope you find the courage to hit me up with a message. I understand my sexual prowess can be quite intimidating. My name is Barry. I'm a beekeeper. I like all kinds of bees, like honeybees and bumblebees and wasp bees and fly bees and, of course, 
boobies. Just a little breast-based joke for you. <laughs> I have a great sense of humour. The minute you make a, an animal talk and it says something, you know, charming, it makes it more cute. So, like, even the duck is like, Oh, Mom, Ma, Ma, can you get a pet duck now? The duck's cute as well. <laughs> I want a duck. The know. duck. And actually, yeah, no, the duck scene, uh, when the duck tra- uh, leads him into the... Um, the shed, and he's talking away to the duck in the That's shed. That's the it's thing like I was the, talking about. The, yeah. sharp, the sharp shadow of the duck in the background stuff. Like, it's actually... You know, I didn't notice that it was a, a fake pig at all, but I did notice that it was... This This is a film that's perfectly art-directed. This is a masterpiece we're talking about here. <laughs> this is a masterwork. By, I think in, produ- in terms of production design, yeah, yeah. very much so. Very much so. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really because quite something. The farm, <laughs> the farm, like, it's clearly just a set, but it's gorgeous. It looks really nice. It's, it's very beautiful and poetic. And I think it kind of, it set the stage for things like, I, guess, I suppose, Harry Potter, which would come a few years after this film, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of, not quite, it's not obviously not like Harry Potter. It's not quite, but it's the same. Magic. It's the kind of magical feel to Tim Burton. He kind of... Make a, make, yeah, making a leap to the sort of magic area. Although, like, the most mysterious question that comes up in this film for me, um, why is Babe wearing a pubic wig on his head? That Right, so this f***ed me off. So we're meant to think Babe's all cute and stuff, and I've heard it a million times, oh, Babe's so cute, and clearly this film, when it came out, oh, Babe's so cute in 1985, oh my goodness, so cute, right? But, like... He's got this stupid little toupee on. A little it, brown toupee that's like, yeah. It's ruined my immersion. Yeah. I don't understand it. It look like it looks like crap. He's got this stupid little toupee. Doesn't make him look cute at all. I don't get it. What is cute, though, is, is he's got a furry face. And I didn't realise pigs had fur. Apparently they do. I thought pigs were just like, they looked like ham. You know how like, they just look like meat, but they're not. They do they not kind fur. of... <laughs> Yo. That's not a pig, that's a dog. Yeah, that's what you're saying, Nadim. You've got fucking pigs being tortured in your shed. <laughs> There's a pig being tortured in the shed. There's a pig being tortured. There's a pig being tortured. So this film actually, because of its huge success, and I, I obviously I, I keep on overstating this, but it was really big, like <laughs> stupidly large. This movie inspired a bunch of. Uh, talking animal films like it's considered to be like the the one that sparked off the talking animal trend so there was films like cats and dogs oh, and uh stuart little uh oh stuart little was stuart so little. cute as well oh, oh michael J. fox's you know. little voice coming out of a mouse yeah exactly oh man but i'll tell you what cats and dogs right this is going to go this is going Have to you seen that film oh yeah yeah <laughs> i went <laughs> what, what, what does oh yeah mean like <laughs> As if it was an obvious question. <laughs> of course, come on. You would have been, this? You would... been about twenty-five when that film came out. No, 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 no. That was uh, that was me being dragged by the same mother of mine that watches Blythe Spirit. She wanted oh, to see this like, film. Oh, Simon, let's go see. Cats I just and I need to I need to have a bit of company for this film, and I was like, yeah, I'll go along to this, right? Sure thing, mom. So I I was I was there watching this film, and uh, all I could think was. <laughs> Elizabeth Perkins has got a great pair of legs. You were at that age. <laughs> she has very zgrabne legs. Yeah, you were, you were at that age. Zgrabne, that means shapely in Polish. Being a Polish speaker that I am, of course. <laughs> zgrabne legs of Elizabeth Perkins. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. I can just imagine you as a child going along to see a kid's film being like, it's like in the new... Well, t- I would have been 17 or something, sure. It was two years after, was it two years after Bay that it came out? Cats and sure. 1998 or something. It's, it's a, Jeff Goldblum as it's well. A big, yeah. It's a big, like, 
childhood movie. I think it was 17 or something like that. Doing the sort of, you know, what's the, the social duty thing of like, t- you know, let your mum go to see something that she wants in yeah, the cinema. Yeah. It's like it's like that thing of, um, <laughs> there's a, the new Toy Story film came out and there's so many memes about Bo Peep because she's got a really big bum in the, <laughs> yeah. in the new one. And people are like, oh, Bo Peep is thick. And I'm like... Well, you know what? Like, if if Elizabeth Perkins is what got me through that film, you know what? Fine. Fair enough. Something had to, you know. Mm. I and didn't. It's, it's not the cats or the dogs. If that film had caused a fatality within my soul and it just collapsed in on itself and I died right there in the cinema, that wouldn't have been very good, would it? Correct. I mean, I know that not many people value my life, but I mean, <laughs> I do. You know, I, I do. I value your life. I Simon. do. I I quite like. Being Simon, I want this to be recorded. I value your life. Look <sighs> at me in the eyes. I value your life. You mean something. I, I do mean it. You mean something. I once uh, sat down on a bus and there was masking tape on the, the seat in front of me. It, it just sharpened on the mask tape. It was, you mean something. Hmm. And did you just go, fuck, uh, fuck off? Well, you know what? I was actually, uh, I'm not sure if I'm a great human being, actually. Uh, because, <laughs> did you peel it off? <laughs> uh, this, no, 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 no. Uh, this film, babe, it's, it does remind me that I'm a terrible person in a lot of ways. Mm. Well, you but eat pork. Um, there's the scene where the a girl gets given a dollhouse as a present and starts moaning that it's not the right oh, one. Mate, you want to punch that little girl. It's yeah. not the right one. I wanted the right one. I wanted the one that the better, better, better. And actually, you can see in the background, parents are just kind of like choking down on their sniggers and trying not to laugh out loud at the thing. Uh, you see, I've actually done this before, but I actually like a kid's been throwing a straw like that, and oh, I just yeah. pointed right at their face and went. <laughs> And like, good. look at you! That's good. Uh, but you know, you know, I think it is quite good, but then it turned out that it wasn't because about two or three minutes later, I noticed that the kid was genuinely upset and wiping tears off Tough <laughs> cheeks. Don't be ungrateful. <laughs> tough. That's called tough love, man. And I was telling someone about so this. So I was raised. I was telling someone about this earlier today, someone quite similar in age to me, and <laughs> they'll thank you for it. They'll thank you for it. You know, the kids will thank you for it when they grow up. You know, you can tough, you know, th- toughen true, their skin up. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Damn it, man. I didn't think this would become a parenting episode. The art it's cinema, about, cinema, parenting It's episode. about kids' films. It's about relationships. But I've, we've even managed to cross into my, the relationship with my mother. I went to see a film like Cats and Dogs with her as a fucking late teen. Mm. 17, 18 year old. I mean, how embarrassing would that have been if I, you know, like imagine if like people my age we're going on a date to see, like, f***ing uh, David Fincher 7 or something like that. And it's like, oh, Simon, are you going to the cinema? Like, I'm going to see Cats and Dogs with my mum. Oh, man, I'll, I'll never forget it. I, 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 maybe I won't even say this on the podcast, actually. But Change the names to protect the innocent. <laughs> there was a time when I we went to the cinema once, me and my pals, and we were off to go see Tron Legacy, which mm-hmm. was the stupid sequel to Tron. We weren't ashamed of seeing it, but it was it's a bit of a nerdy fucking film to go see. And we bumped into someone at my school who I like fancied so hard. She was like, "What film are you in to see, guys?" And then we, the three of us, were just kind of like humming and hawing, like. And then eventually, my mate goes Tron, and then he points at me and goes, "He wanted to see it," and I was just like. Did your face all blush up and everything? Fucking yeah. asshole, drop me in it. Yeah. I mean, we did end up seeing Tron and it sucked. And that was a school age type uh, anecdote, was well, it? Well, I was. I would have been fifteen. Yeah, when I saw Babe, the same age as when same I, age as when you saw. Babe. <laughs> Yeah, probably that. Oh, no, 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 actually, I saw Babe later, like a year. Back then, it was even two years before things went on video rental, so mm. yeah. So yeah, no, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so there's a there's a sheep in this film called Ma, who is a you. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. And she... Uh, <laughs> so Ma becomes a, an important kind of motherly figure to Babe. A tough love figure to Babe. A you is a type of sheep. I thought a you was just a female sheep. Is that what all it is, right? I think so. Yeah, because she, she makes the point of saying, I'm a you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think a you is a female sheep. I don't really know much about sheep, to be honest. Yeah, it's a good thing. I've done lambing before, though. The people from <laughs> Shetland, they're, they're laughing at us now, you know nothing about sheep. You f***ing <laughs> amateurs pulling, pulling big massive sheep blunts out their f***ing mouth. F***ing amateurs. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm 32. I live with my mum. I love pony riding. Let me ride with you. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't ride ponies. My name is Janice. I'm 26. I work in an office. I love friends. I love the TV show Friends. And I love hanging out with my friends. I want to date you. I don't want to just be friends. I'm Jimbo. I only wear a kilt. If you want pumped, hit me up, alright? You know what to do, you little dirty. <laughs> okay, my name's Jacob. I'm an artist. I uh, mainly like to draw figurative art. Uh, figure art, actually. Art, drawings of the figure. Uh, the unclothed figure. The nude unclothed figure of the female form. I have recently been drawing this from my imagination. I'm quite good at it. Uh, I have many drawings up online, which I will hope to show you in person, face to face like. Uh, what I really need is for someone to agree to let me draw them naked in the room with me so I don't have to use my imagination ever again. Thank you. Hey, I'm Tyler. Age is a construct. I find it difficult to, to open up my feelings and such, uh, so, so I wrote a haiku. It's an AAS. It's, it's an authentic artistic statement. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to share it. I don't want to share it. At all. Well, please hit me up. I have I have mail, not email. I, I just just I have paper mail. So <laughs> in the film, basically, Ma the sheep is fucking murdered by wolves at one point. No, not wolves. Ma, That's murdered. a horrible She's scene. Murdered. Right. So Ma the sheep gets murdered by dogs at one point. And she gets basically gets her throat slit. So she, she's lying on the ground and she's got her throat slit. And this is a sheep, right? Lying on the ground with her throat slit. Babe comes up to her to help her out, and Babe gets his face covered in blood. And <laughs> then after she dies, Farmer Hoggett takes her body and puts it, shoves it on the back of a truck and drives it around. So we just have this sheep corpse being driven around. It's really bizarre tonally to shove in this film. And uh just before, like, just as the death scene is happening, all the other sheep gather around Babe and they're all mourning for Ma, who's just died. And they all go, Ma! And basically, the film has an origin story for why sheeps go, Ma! That was the first Ma, was it? Yeah. The first, I presume so. The first Ma, or perhaps... 
I, I don't know maybe what, what George Miller's <laughs> brainchild at the was. dawn of time mm, ah, 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 ah. yeah whatever yeah so that was that's a strange moment so when does it does it get into but does Babe basically get the sort of sense of purpose of being a sheep pig after that cat has a big go at him about how you're pointless and you're worthless and they'll only use you for food. There's there's a cat that kind yeah. of bullies. To be honest, I don't think I don't think the the hero's journey of this film is doesn't, very yeah, clear. It doesn't really do that because no. I don't think Babe learns anything in this film. I think he goes from being is it a he? Yeah, Babe is a he. Yeah, because it's voiced by a girl. Yeah, it's voiced by someone who played uh, Phoebe Buffay's singing partner in Friends, which you won't know as a non-fan of Friends. Never watched Friends. Yeah, Phoebe uh, sings a song "Smelly Cat," and uh, her old singing partner turns it into a hit. It goes behind her back. Oh, that bitch! <laughs> bitch, yeah. God damn it! Uh, steal a song. This this would go great on a cat food commercial. Phoebe, no that's way. such a sellout. Nah, 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 nah. Just like that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so that that actress plays a uh, voices babe. Yeah. Um, what was the, I going to say? The hero's remember. journey is yeah. quite weak. It's just the weak. cat. The cat scene. I one thing. I'm actually like quite a lover of cats. I think cats are a really cool uh, pet. Mm. Uh, I have an affinity with them. Mm. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, most people, a lot of people don't. If you like dogs, it, t- it tends to be. The thing case is, that you, you know what like I think cats. it is with cats. Mm-hmm. People who like cats grow up with cats, and they totally get them. Whereas people who don't grow up with cats don't get it. Never get it. They yeah. never get it. Although, I'm sure I'd get used to a cat. I like cats fine, but mm. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm not crazy about cats. Whereas everyone I know who's crazy about cats was born with a cat. Yeah, but the thing about cats is they kind of do kind of carry the sort of asshole of the animal kingdom Absolutely. Type. You see, I think the thing what gets me, I remember walking one time in the street and I was walking behind a cat and I was like, you know, you kind of feel like whenever there's an animal nearby and, and it's just you and an animal, you get at the zoo sometimes, I think, you kind of feel a, a little bit of a connection in your head or something. And you go, you know, this is just me and this animal. Wow. And I was walking behind this cat. I was probably like 15. And I was like, this cat, me and this cat, you know, he understands me, man. And the cat turned around and I was maybe making a noise or something. And the cat just turned around and went, <laughs> right in my fucking face and then sprinted and I was like I felt really like emasculated <laughs> like I felt really Disliked. upset about everything yeah I was yeah. like god damn it well whenever I see a, a cat like a, a straight well not a stray no whenever I see a cat just doing its wander and it darts away from me I just think good it's a cat that takes care of itself it's a cat doing what it wants to do not every not every person out there is going to be kind to a fucking cat absolutely there's going to be assholes out there you know? so if a cat protects itself by saying I'm not taking any chances yeah, you. that's a good thing fair enough but yeah, there are sometimes you, you know sometimes you do meet quite friendly cats on the street as well I'm sure you have as well you've yeah, one or two of course stuff, I have yeah, yeah. that come up and they meow and they roll around at your there's feet there's nothing like it yeah because you feel that you've earned it with a cat. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Whereas when dogs love you, you're like, oh yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you would, you idiot. You don't know anything about me. You know what I'm going through. And you'd love me anyway. Whoa, pff, stupid dog. Do you like Meet the Parents with Robert, uh, Robert De Niro? I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, I've actually seen Meet the Parents Little Fockers, which is the final one, which sucked. But I haven't seen any of the other ones. In the first film, uh, Robert De Niro makes the point to Ben Stiller's character that, uh, you know, with cats you have to earn it. They don't sell out like dogs do. <laughs> oh, okay. But that, I guess that does kind of, it earns them that, you know, actual of the animal kingdom thing. When this cat picks on Babe and says, you know, you're, you're kind of worthless and, you know, you don't have a point to you. You know, you don't have a reason to be here. Yeah, the cat's just rude to him for no reason. And then that's never kind of followed up. Babe just kind of gets over it. Yeah, and and even even the whole like, 
<laughs> Babe finds out that humans eat pork. It never. That's never resolved because I, mean, I suppose it's an unresolvable problem. Short of Babe uh, campaigns for people to stop eating pig and the whole world changes. It's Babe just... three, pig <laughs> on a mission. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But instead, Babe just wins the sheepdog competition, and then that's the end of it. And actually, what I really like. So there's a sheepdog competition at the end of the film. And Babe competes in the sheepdog competition and wins a perfect score and they win the money and well done, Babe. Woo! Good job. What I love is the audience for that sheepdog competition is like obscene. It's like a World Cup stadium. It's like <laughs> this huge stadium all watching people like herd sheep into a, into a pen. And I'm like, what? Who would really be interested in that? I don't, I, I don't know. And what I also like about that as well is it being pre-CGI, pre-wholesale CGI, the extras are extras. So it's this huge stadium full of people all clapping, all pretend to clap and cheer when Babe succeeds. They're all real people that were recorded. So like some people's lasting legacy on this planet is as a small extra clapping their hands and cheering when Babe wins the sheep pig competition. You know, a lot of people in that audience may be dead now. Mm-hmm. All the animals in this film will be dead now. Yeah. I mean, this is a 20-year-old film, right? 20, 24-year-old film. Oh, man, don't make me feel old. I don't think I don't think there's going to be many horses that live to 24, right? I don't really mm. know the age expectancy of a horse. Yeah. But let's assume it's an adult horse in the film, man. Mate, I don't think there's any animals that are still alive from Babe. No, no, no. They're, it's, it's all... It's all 48 all... of those pigs eaten. <laughs> eaten, eaten by George Miller. See, yeah. <laughs> see after the Oscars, <laughs> they were like, "We didn't win, boys, but at least we got nominated. Let's tuck into our feast." And then they're all just like eating a piglet each. It's a five-hour ceremony, so I wouldn't be surprised if they'd bagged up some sandwiches in tin foil. Bacon sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Little curly tail stuck sticking at the back. You're like, you know, I'm fucking bored, but at least I've got my, my babe uh, sandwich. We've, got, we've, got our, we've all got our co-stars inside of us. Yeah, but uh, well, my favourite scene in this film... What's your favourite scene? It's uh, it's at the start of uh, Babe's journey as a sheep uh, pig, when mm. he's not actually good yet, or he's he makes a fool of himself trying mm. or whatever at the uh-huh. start. The father sheep dog goes up to the mother sheep dog and delivers this killer line. You and I are descended from the great sheep dogs. We carry the bloodline of the ancient Bahu. <laughs> We stand for something, and today I watched in shame as all that was betrayed. <laughs> then it cuts back to the mother's face, and she's all just like, "Is this this intense close-up <laughs> of dogs talking to each other?" Yeah. So Rex is the patriarch sheepdog, <laughs> and Fly is the female. Is is like presumably is wife, the wife character or the the motherly character. But there's a scene as well where Rex and Fly have a fight. And Rex, like, beats the shit over. He, like, bites her and stuff. So Rex is an abusive husband. And then he's somehow redeemed at the end as well. Yeah. Well, I guess it's because in dog world... In dog world, you're allowed to bite your wife. Yeah. It's a more vicious and barbaric... This film is sexist and supports wife beating. Explosive anger. Yeah, no, it's it's an it's explosive anger-enabling film. Yeah. yeah. The dog is redeemed for some reason. That dog should be put down. Does he not bite uh, James Cromwell, who plays the farmer? Does he not? Does he not get bitten in sort oh, of? Oh, maybe he does. Yeah, I can't and it's kind of like he, this thing yeah, of it's he, a worry. Rex get he gets muzzled, doesn't he? He gets muzzled. Yeah, 
I don't remember. Anyway. I think it gets kind of acknowledged as a serious thing. Do dogs not generally get put down if they, if they bite? Absolutely. Like a serious bite. Yeah. yeah, but maybe not in the world of this film, yeah. which is whimsical and magical. Whimsical. And the hero's journey does not matter. Yeah, I don't know. The praise for this film is strange. Uh, it's fine. It's a fine film. Maybe it's good for kids. I don't know. It's good for us as well. I think it's, no, it's a good movie. It's good. It's fine. But like I said, if uh, you met, if I met someone who was a bit older than you who said that they watched this film as a six-year-old and it was their favourite film, I'd be a bit like, that's pretty impressive because when I was six, I would have found this film a bit dry and depressing. It's quite sophisticated. Sophi- it's, a, it's sophisticated, a little bit more... Yeah. It doesn't talk down to its audience, that's for sure. I would have been a little bit like, I need to be talked down to, please. Can we yeah. put on the Thundercats? Yeah, put on some <laughs> diarrhoea. Put on some diarrhoea. I want to watch some diarrhoea. Is diarrhoea the name of a cartoon? No, it's just it's just the term for children's entertainment. Is it? And for crap that comes out a bit liquidy. Science kids. Sticking at school and you'll learn about diarrhea too. <laughs> I do feel it's important to have a companion in your life, someone you can had had Hans wee. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Connor. Uh, I do feel it's important to have a companionship in your life, someone to to hod Hans. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> my name's Connor. Uh, I do feel <laughs> quite important. Sorry. <laughs> I do feel it's quite important to have companionship in your life. Someone to hold hands with. <laughs>